Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvida. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies and it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Uvita is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are? So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Hello, tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, longevity, and keeping us healthy and enhanced in our lives. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends, including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixir, hot cacao, matcha, and superfood blends. I believe strongly in this company. I've been taking Four Sigmatic and it has changed my life. I can't even begin to start my day without a cup of Four Sigmatic in front of me. Right before I meditate or I do anything from speaking engagements to traveling to doing healing on people or just going out in the world and sharing my immense love for this planet and for everyone on it. I feel lit times 1,000 
It is literally shifting the energy in my being. I'm talking firing off those synapses, kicking my body into high gear by awakening those electrons, spinning those electrons, getting my body so on point with my focus, my creativity, and my energy. One of the products that I love the most is the Lion's Mane's Coffee. Lion's Mane promotes productivity and focus, and it was known by shamans and monks who take that into their body for meditation, focus, and clarity so they can really tune in to the energies and absorb the knowledge and information that is coming to them from the spirit world. And as you know, on Ancient Wisdom Today, we like to keep it lit all day every day. And how do we do that? By creating magic. And what is magic? Magic is turning up that energy, living our truth, honoring who we are, and doing what's right for us so that we can live a beautiful, powerful, easy, playful, fun, joyous, and just the most powerful life in this now time. So if you don't have Four Sigmatic on your shelf, in your bag, in your briefcase, on the airplane with you, right before you speak, whatever it is that you do, you have to get this. Even for your kids, for your teenagers, pop it in their, in their bag before they go to school. This is the drink that literally makes you think. It is powerful and it is enriched with so many powerful mushrooms and these Adaptogens are literally changing the lives of people. And remember, I've talked to you many times before in the past about mushrooms and the networking system of mushrooms when it gets into your body and just really taking your body to a whole new level. So if you're interested in learning more about this amazing company, because I just really want you to know, Tribe, that everything I share with you, I share with you from my heart because I believe in it and I see what it has done for me and my life and all of my friends and family. Go to foursigmatic.com backslash shaman Durek, and you will get a discount code at your checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com backslash shaman Durek for your 15% off. I love you, tribe. I love you so much. That is the reason why I choose sponsors that are in alignment and authenticity to what this tribe is about. Staying lit, staying focused, staying driven, and changing our planet for the good. Love you. Enjoy the share. Bye. Hey tribe, looking for something lit verified? Let me share with you monk oil. Monk oil makes beautiful skin potions for people that live in cities. And I've been using them for so many years and today, I want to talk about how to use them. First of all, don't drink them. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to get sick. They're skin potions. They're not ingestible. Monk Whale City Skin Potions is the real deal magic potion applied to the skin made by and for city dwellers in New York City. Monk Oil wants to help you be your best in all environments. And not just every time you feel totally ideal. It means to bring that into your life every day and to bring something alternate, relational, and connected on ritual levels into your everyday life. 
to really shift the reality and perspective into something more meaningful and spiritual. There are four types of skin potions, each with specific intention and effect. Each of the potions speak to different parts of us and work on levels of the body, the soul, and the spirit. How to use monk oil. Anointing our skin with monk oil reminds us of the importance of daily rituals of self-love in our lives so that we may then be of service to others. How I like to use them is I like to take the monk oil and place it on the back of my neck and the front of my chest and the back of my wrists and the back of my knees and in my stomach to open up the energies of all the different energy gates shamanically for my body. But I'm sure you'll find the way that works best for you. Use it when you wake up in the morning and before meditation by applying a drop to your third eye and heart chakra. Slather it all over your beautiful body after you bathe for a complete head-to-toe force field. Bring it with you and apply it to your wrists and your neck before subway rides. Or if you're in a busy, crowded city or around a bunch of people. Plane travels, meetings, all of these places, you want to make sure you have that oil on to, so you don't take in all the negative energies and all the things that are affecting you. So that you can eliminate any type of frequency that isn't love, ritual, power, and environment that is filled with joy and happiness, which is what you should feel like all the time. Add some to a hot bath, keep some in your bag, and hit it midday instead of coffee, sugar, or booze if you feel stressed or nervous. To wear a protective sheath during activities that require stamina, working with children, walking around Times Square, sitting at the desk, caretaking, as a part of your yoga and meditation practice. Need of energy? Refresh on a busy day and before and after an intense situation by putting on the monk oil or just smelling it. Smelling it awakens the senses and allows your body to connect into that deep spiritual well-being. Monk oil uses only ethically sourced organic-based oils and essential oils in their potions. There are no fillers or preservatives. Each potion has flower essences that work in a healing capacity with your life force and a powerful crystal to further activate the potion. They are conjured with love and intention on full moons, new moons, solstices, equinox, and other amazing cosmically created days. You can learn more about monk oil and their different potions at www.monkoil.com. That's M-O-N-K-O-I-L.com. Monk Oil is excited to offer a 25% discount to the tribe on their trios of three different potions with the offer code of Trios Shaman Durek. That's T-R-I-O Shaman Durek. For those in the U.S. at www.monkoil.com. And if you would like to try Monk Oil and you live outside of the U.S., check out Raw Living UK online. Adding Monk Oil to our daily lives and ritual and sharing it with our friends and family allows us to hold the spiritual essence of our being intact and be surrounded by so much love and positive energy and take ourselves to a whole nother lit level. Stay lit. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years 
and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today. And if anyone hasn't told you already that you are loved, let me be the first to tell you how much I love you and why I love you. I love you because you chose to come to earth. And that's not an easy, you know, task to take up to come to earth. <laughs> On the other side, the task of coming to earth and having your memory erased and fully diving into a family that you choose on the other side that you become a part of their bloodline and if you choose to be male or female your geographical location of entry and birth and all of that is a lot for our beings on the other side because where we come from there is no resistance there is no fear there is no death there is no suffering there's no hate there's no labels there's no prejudice there is just love and playfulness and creativity and the best way that i can put it that when i experienced when i died when i was 27 years old the best that um that i can say from my experience when i died when i was 27 years old is that there is just so much love there and it's a, a giant playground an endless playground of playgrounds of playgrounds that have it has limitless space there's you can never run out of things to do to have fun and to enjoy and to connect it's really that powerful so first thing i want to do is to let you know i love you and acknowledge you and congratulate you for making that journey from the inner and outer dimension into this dimension and residing here on earth with me and with all of your brothers and sisters in the tribe and especially at this time, you know, this is, as I would say, a very important, pivotal point in time for us to acknowledge where we are and how we are going to proceed. And that all matters on how each of us are operating in the field of consciousness, operating in the understanding of love's dimension and love's amplification. So I love you. I love you so much. And I want you to know that you matter because any being that comes to earth matters. And the fact that you exist means that you are something wonderful because creation doesn't create anything unless it has a grand purpose for the expression of God's expression in this universe. So I really invite you to really enjoy this life and as move as many labels and conditions and rules and phobias and fears you've created about experiencing. Because the act of experiencing allows creation to expand and create new worlds, new dimensions and new systems new species, new plants, 
new stars, new regions of space, new interdimensional galaxies and outer dimensional galaxies and all and so much more. So to express oneself and to invite the experience of life is so important. And like, I can't begin to tell you how important it is. And like one of the biggest reasons why we dream at night when we go to sleep is to remind us of our freedom to express and to experience. Some parts of our dreams are sometimes riddled with nightmares, but those are the fears and things that we have come to overcome. Those are the things that will give us strength. So I always say to people, when you have a nightmare, don't run from your nightmare. Don't try not to have a nightmare. Let yourself have the nightmare because the nightmare just means that you have resistance in the lesson and the teachings of how to come more into your power, how to come more into who you are. We have to look at the dream world as a way of showing us the expansiveness that is available in our own lives. You know, I remember one time I was dreaming and I had a fear of, of love. Can you believe it? Me, a fear of love? But yes, it's true. I grew up in a very, very strict family, a family that never touched you or hugged you or gave you any form of affection. And I mean, even, even with my family, my grandparents, you know, and the African side of the family, I mean, they weren't very affectionate. They were just very strong, you know, and a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge, but their strength was the only thing that I always see, which is how strong they were about every situation and everything. And I'm sure because they've gone through a lot, you know, in their time. And so there, but the, what I needed as a kid was to be held and to have affection in a certain way that I thought would nourish me and give me what I need. So there was a point where I grew up where I wasn't allowing people to touch me. And, um, you know, and also because my father used to always say that if someone touched you, they might put something on you, but that comes from our family's background in shamanism. The idea of not being able to fully express yourself and not to be able to express yourself. So I, you know, I would have these dreams where I'd be flying through the air and people would try to pull me down. Like I couldn't fly high enough and people would pull me down, grab me. And what I realized from spirit is what that dream was telling me is that every time I want to go up in consciousness, I'm letting people pull me down and getting caught up in the Maya, getting caught up in the, the human behaviors. And then there were dreams where I'd be dreaming and there'd be these electrical wires. And every time I'd fly to them, I'd get electrocuted. And to me, that seemed like a nightmare. And I knew that every aspect of the dream world is about teaching you to overcome something on the physical world. And so a lot of times people don't realize is that if you're a person who is going to sleep at night and you don't have, how do we say, that uh, dream state where you go into rapid eye movement and you enter into the stargates and get sent into your light system, um, which is your light body, right? That takes you into the astral plane where you go into kind of like a holodeck where you project all of the things that you're dealing with on earth into these archetypical forms. 
And then from there, you begin to play out your character. And your character is either on a mission or you're being chased by something, but you have a character. There's some theme to your dream. And so the difference between someone going into the astral world and navigating the astral world in what we call a lucid state that basically is governed by the idea that you're awake in your dream. You know you're dreaming and you know that there are no rules in that world. And so that you can actually draw a door or you can fly or you can change yourself to any kind of animal. Like for instance, a lot of times I'll do shape-shifting in my astral plane and turn myself into a raven or a hawk or a horse. And then I'll start to run. And uh, But when I'm dreaming... I'm actually believing in the dream, meaning I'm not lucid. So lucid means that you are observing and experiencing the world that you're in and you're aware that you're in the world and you're aware that you exist on a multidimensional level, meaning that you have a body on earth that's sleeping and, and probably other bodies that are going on in other dimensions where you exist. And then in the dream world where you're not lucid, it means that you are literally in the dream, fully engaged, fully believing in your character, fully believing in the people around you, that things that are happening and so forth, and making reactions in your dream. And that's the difference in life as well, too. So in life, you're either lucid where you're awake and you're aware that the constructs that you see around you are all being created by energies through thought and through words. And that all of those things can change instantly by the way you change your thoughts and direct your words. And that you remain lucid, meaning that like if the news came on tomorrow and said, oh my God, we are under attack in America, terrorists are moving in, you're not going to go into a state of panic because you are going to stay in a lucid state, which allows you to see all of the different doorways and opportunities for you to navigate yourself away from any harm or danger. And so people who are reactive, right, in, in the waking state, while they're still not lucid is because they're, they're dreaming within a dream. And I, I'm explaining that to you from the shamanic point of view. If you're living your life and you're following whatever the matrix tells you to do, which is, you know, do exactly what everyone is supposed to be doing. So if something goes on trend, you're supposed to be into it. If someone, if, some, if something is projecting something at you to go buy it, you're supposed to have a feeling that something's missing and you're supposed to go buy it and spend that money. You know, um, if your friend tells you that, you know, about this relationship and about their problems in the relationship and all this kind of stuff they want through in their relationship and, you're, and you make decisions based upon what your friends say, you are not fully awake in the waking world. You are still dreaming within the dream. Remember, life is a dream, right? You don't just exist in this embodiment. This embodiment of the, the physical realm is literally, if I could put it to you in the most simplest way, it feels like you're inside your body. And it feels like when you touch your hands and you rub your legs, or if you pick up something hot or cold, you get burned or you get cold. When you touch it to your fingertips, when you walk, you feel the earth beneath your feet and all these things. And you think, oh, I must be in this body. The reality is that you're not that what you're experiencing is what's happening with this body. This biological um, spacesuit projects energy to the part of your spirit that is emanating energy into this body through your amazing, beautiful um, you know, computer system or your operating system, which is your brain. And then, of course, your electrodes and then your energies and all of these different things inside of your body. So everything that's generating energy, including your brain, your brain is a conductor. So your spirit 
sends frequency into the conductor. The conductor then sends frequency into the body. The body then sends frequency out into the world. And then the world sends frequency back to the body. And then the frequency comes back into the body and the body sends frequency back into the mind and so forth and begins to decide if something is real enough and and that you believe is real based on your ability to touch it, experience it, and so forth, and feel it and have emotions. So a lot of times people are like, oh my God, you know, they're in this body. They feel trapped in this body, but you're not. You're not trapped in this body. It's just that you have anchored into this body energetically. And so therefore it feels, you get to feel everything the body feels. A lot of times people, you know, get confused with that when I teach them that in shamanism, is that you get to feel what the body feels. You get to hear what the body hears. You get to touch what the body touches. However, that's the body doing it. It's sending the information to you in your spirit. And there's a lot of cultures, including monks and very deep spiritual people, including myself, you know, um, when I was on dialysis, for instance, and they would poke me with these needles the size of a pencil. And a lot of times, you know, I was on it for 10 years. People was like, hey, don't you feel the pain of that needle? Don't you feel the pain? And the people would get lidocaine, which is this numbing solution that would make it so they wouldn't feel the pain of the needle entering their arm. And I, you know, I basically was like, no, because I just basically connected into who I am, which is my spirit, and basically decided to shut off that area of my body from pain because I knew I was going to be going through it for a long time. And so that's what I did. So I became I be high pain resistance is because I felt the pain. I didn't like it. So I decided to shut it off, you know, and there's a lot of monks who like there's monks who set themselves on fire you know, while sitting in meditation pose, not running or screaming or yelling or, you know, anything from the fire, just they just let themselves burn. It was a demonstration that was done in the, um, around the time of war, in the Vietnam War, right? And the thing is, what we have to recognize and what we have to understand is that our bodies are capable of so much, but it depends, again, how we dream, how we operate within our dream state. So in the dream world, when you're um, when you're engaging in a scene as a character, your archetype, you know, you have to find out what your archetype is in that dream state. So, is are you on a? Do you have to find someone? Are you looking for something? Are you flying? Are you, you know, are, what are you exactly doing in the dream state? Which basically tells you your archetype. If you're a person who's just flying around and you're like using powers and all this kind of stuff. Like what it basically means is that you have all of these gifts inside of you that can be employed on earth as well, and you're learning how to master them and how to use them. A lot of times people are like, oh, I had a flying dream last night. Oh, I was able to create fire with my hands and all differently. I can move things with my mind. These are all gifts that you could bring to the earth. Uh, however, they will manifest differently on the earth plane because of the density, but still be powerful just enough for you to be able to be considered a human being that has um, extraordinary gifts. Uh, you will be able to move through those things. Like for instance, I had a dream uh, last night where I was in this kind of... Um, this world where, you know, everything was very um, scarce, but there's some people still living and so forth. And there, a lot of the world had turned into like AIs and things of this nature and other types of corporations had destroyed the earth. And it was like way future type in my dream. And in my dream, you know, I was talking to this one person and I was like, you let the corporate, the corporations destroy, you know, the, the world and where now the population is less and people are barely surviving and so forth. And whatever's left over, the corporations are still trying to continue to keep people on this, uh, in these kind of like, uh, you know, ways of 
consumerisms and so forth. So this was my dream. And in my dream, they had created these AIs and used the AIs to keep people in check. It was a very interesting dream. And in the dream, I was walking and this woman looked at me and she said, you know, you're back with us. And I said, yes, I am. And she said, I know who you are and I know what you can do. And she goes, and I need help with my powers. And so in the dream, I was letting people know that they have powers inside of them, you know, and I was telling them you have powers inside of them, but you have to think clearly about those powers and you have to believe in those powers. And so, you know, I was demonstrating to one person, like I had a laser come out of my finger and another power, I, 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 I created fire you know, and then I was showing the other one, the other people how I can move someone, move a box across the room and throw it. And so everyone was practicing with their powers, but there was a group of friends who thought I was crazy and they kind of left. And then they were being hunted by these AIs. And at the end of the day, they ended up realizing that the girl, one of the girls said, uh, you know, did, I was watching. And the interesting thing in the dream was, is that even though I was doing my own character, I was able to view what they were doing outside of what I was doing. And so I have those types of dreams. My dreams come off more like films, like, but not in a sense of films, but like real. Like is I, let's say for instance, I am doing one thing. I see quantumly what's going on with them since they're not with me. Or if there's a woman running down the street from something chasing her, I can see that woman running down the street while I'm experiencing my own thing. So that's um, very important. I could see what was going on with other people in that world. And, and then watching how everything is unfolding. And at one point, the group of friends who had left, one of the girls had said, well, you know, didn't, um, didn't Shaman Durek say that we have powers? And the guy was like, do you really believe what he's saying? And she's like, I have to believe because these AIs are now um, are coming for us and we're running. And so the AI came and stuff. And so she decided to believe that she had powers and she said ice and she like froze the, um, the AI and then her boyfriend and then their friend said, oh my God, it's real. And so then they started believing in their powers. And so basically that was the, 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 you know, the logistic of the dream. We end up taking down these corporations. And the thing is what you always want to pay attention to in your dream is that if there's an ending, like, is there a grand ending? So for instance, in my dream, there was an ending and the ending was me um, helping people gain their powers. And then we built this huge force and went against this corporation of these, um, and these AIs that were enslaving the rest of the world and keeping keeping them in these very tight cities with guards and so forth and AIs running their lives while they were ha having them eat the worst types of food and all this kind of stuff. And so it was a very interesting dream last night. And we very got to the end. We ended up, you know, getting to the place where the, the different cities were and so forth. And everyone was using their powers to help the people you know, who are still being enslaved and run by these corporations and so forth. And um, it was very futuristic. Everything was very futuristic. And, you know, the thing is, is that if I look at that dream, and the reason why I'm sharing this dream with you is to give you an understanding is that some people can have very vivid dreams, right? And then some people can say, well, I don't even dream at all. Well, if you don't dream at all, meaning that like you don't have any dreams, you don't access the astral plane and go into the place where the spirits take you so that you can, so you can download all the things you've seen in your life physically and all the things you heard and all the things you felt emotionally and then turn it into a world in which you can learn how to develop yourself and evolve yourself um, so that when you wake up, you're a much more evolved person. That's because two things, either one, 
you are holding on to way too much in your life, meaning that you have not let go of energies. So you're holding on to too much and you're not processing things. You're just accumulating more information. And that means you have what we call either a mental or emotional overload right? You're not letting go of your emotions. You're holding on too much. And that's, that's, that, that can become a, a bit of a problem. Um, the other thing is that you don't have a high mineral source or that your, your pineal gland is calcified. And so one of the, the things that I like to do to decalcify it is that there's this product and I'm, it's a sponsor of ours on Ancient Wisdom. And I, I, I swear by it. It's the Now Alchemy one that I, I don't know if you've all heard me talk about it. But I've given it to so many people who have not been able to have dream states and they've been taking it and they've been having dreams. And, you know, it really does um, help in the dream state process. You know, the other thing is to just eat a lot of leafy greens and do a lot of green juicing and things that are just going to clean out your system. Because the two reasons there can be is either mental emotional overload or that you have imbalance going on in your physical body. So your physical body doesn't, you know, can't, you know, compute the information. So you have the dream, you go through all the things on the other side, right? And then what happens is when you when you come back, there's this thing called the Merkaba. And the Merkaba, which is known as the Star of David, right? But it's this two pyramids into one another, is your transformational vehicle. And what it does is it holds all the information of what you experience on the other side, and then it sits above your head and downloads it into your Stargate above your head and then into your operating system so that way you can have memories of your dreams and the things you saw and the things you experienced. And then the powers that you gained on that side gets downloaded into your system that gives you powers on this side. Any lessons you learned, like the time when I was telling you when I was flying through and there was like electrical wires, one, one night I flew through, I got electrocuted. Another night I flew through, I got electrocuted. And the thing is, what you want to do is if there's ever an unfinished dream, okay? Whenever there's an unfinished dream, you want to go back to it. So what you want to do is before you go to bed, you want to say, Merkaba, take me to all of my, take me to the unfinished dream of that you had. If you don't remember that, then what you want to do is, again, you want to do those two things. You want to um, get high mineral source in your body, preferably Ormus or any kind of high mineral source. Um, also, one of the things you want to avoid the most is don't smoke so much uh, marijuana. If you're, if you're a marijuana smoker, if you're a person who drinks a lot of alcohol, and, and if you're a person who eats a lot of meat. Now, I'm not saying for those meat eaters who are listening that you have to cut out meat. What I'm saying is, I would say, the most important thing is try not to eat after after eight o'clock. Uh, that would be like my window I would give you. Like I would, it's really seven o'clock, but I'm going to give you eight o'clock, a huge meal. Like if you're going to eat after eight o'clock and that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do, but don't eat a steak. Like don't go to a late night dinner at 11 o'clock and pour a hamburger and put a hamburger on the plate or steak or eat a bunch of spicy food or, you know, drown yourself in alcohol or things like that. Because you're, if you really want to like start using the dream state as a way to evolve yourself without having to go to all these workshops and do all of these things, like if you really want to like not, not only be on your while you're in your physical realm learning and evolving yourself spiritually but you also want to go to sleep at night and be able to access different realms so that you can gain powers here on the earth because whatever you can do on the spiritual realm you can bring to earth but it may not be the same thing so for instance like you know in the spirit world i i can fly really really high and i can fly 
really high and I can fly all the way up into the stars and the galaxies. And so in the physical world, what that means is that my consciousness is really expanded, that I can lift consciousness very quick for myself and I can lift other people's consciousnesses very quick. Also in the dream world, I'm allowed, I teach people how to fly in the dream world, which means I have the ability to teach people how to lift their consciousness here. In the dream world, I can move through those wires without being electrocuted. And so for me, um, I don't have a fear of loving someone or being, being in an intimacy and, and connection and sensitivities and touch and all of that kind of stuff, affection. I don't have an issue with affection. So you, the thing is that the, the affection and all that stuff ended when I was able to have those repetitive dreams come back to me. When I said to every night before I went to bed, Merkaba, take me back to the dream where I got electrocuted in the wires. It's unfinished. I need to finish it. And then it would take me back there. And, you know, until three times of being electrocuted, on the fourth time, I actually didn't get electrocuted. And I didn't care. I just flew through the wires and they didn't even affect me. And it was when I was flying through the wires that I thought they were going to electrocute me is when I got electrocuted. And so I realized that on the waking world, that when I, I have a fear that if someone was going to love me or put affection on me or cuddle me or whatever, it was going to hurt. I could, get, I could get hurt from it because I grew up in a very abusive, um, very non-affectionate type family. And so going through, passing through that without getting hurt was allowing me to say, I can get affection and I can be loved without getting hurt. So these are very important things as well to, to pay attention to. And then the other thing is um, realizing, so those two things that I said, which is you're overloaded mentally, you're overloaded emotionally. What does that mean? Mentally overload. That means that you have too much going on in your mind and you're not meditating, you're not doing yoga, you're not doing breath work, you're not doing sound therapy, you're not doing things to let go of all of that mental um, exertion on your, on your mind, right? So if we look at it in, as the four spirits, your physical spirit deals with the physical world, right? Your emotional spirit deals with the feeling world, so anything you can feel. Your mental spirit deals with the world of thinking, and your spiritual spirit deals with the world of observance, energy, magic, and everything in between of all of that, right? So everything in the subtle energy fields and everything that goes beyond human awareness. Okay, so when your mental self is overloaded, spirit can't get the information all the way in because your mental body can't take anymore. It's like, hey, 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 we're closed, we're closed, we're closed. Overload of mental, overload of mental. All that information you want to bring in from the dream world cannot, we have no more shelves, we have no more storage in this warehouse, we have no more space for that information. So sorry, we have to reject it. So that's kind of what's happening in the mental energy, right? So let's say you're overloaded in the emotional energy. That means that you're holding on to a lot of emotional pain and emotional issues that you haven't cried out or got out or screamed out or let come out of your system, right? And so basically when spirit comes back and says, hey, I got this download from the Merkaba with all this information that they experience in the spirit world, I'd like to share it with the emotions so the emotions can have an understanding of new feelings and new experiences of feelings and so forth. And the emotional, the emotional um, gatekeeper says, nope, 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 sorry, 
sorry. We are at emotional capacity. They haven't let go of anything until they decide to let some of these things go, some of these spirits, some of these energies, some of these emotions go. We're not taking anything in. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to a club and like the doorman makes you stand outside because they're over capacity. That's what's happening, right? So your job is to clear that out. So those are the two ones. And then the other one, is your pineal gland being decalcified, right? And so that means that your body needs a higher source of minerals. It needs that ormus. It needs to be able to have leafy greens and it has to have all of that good stuff, right? Also really good is um, blueberries. Uh, you know, anything that has like an indigo violet color to it, um, really, really, really good because that helps to open up more of your third eye and also helps to open up your throat chakra. And these are more important aspects of being able to communicate and see and be able to bring information through and also be able to see information too on the other side. So that's really important as well. And then, you know, when you're, when you're navigating these dream worlds, one of the things you always want to remember is there are no rules, only that which you create. And when you're awake, meaning lucid, that means that you are aware that you're in the dream world. So you can be as creative as you choose to be within that waking moment. Now, how do you get lucid? You're like, okay, Shaman Dirk. I get it. This is pretty cool. But how do you get lucid? Well, the way you get lucid is you have several ways you can do it. You can either one, one technique that, uh, that you know, even was in the book for Carlos Castaneda uh, was talking about one of the elders was talking about looking at your hands, which is actually very indicative in African culture as well too, right? Looking at your hands. But in African culture, we look more at our hands. We look at our face. We look at our hands. We look at things that we see all the time um, about ourselves, our feet, our hands, our face. In Native American culture, it's the hands, right? So looking at the lines in your hands every night before you go to bed. Another thing you can do is that if you wear a necklace, look at the necklace you have on in the dream world if that necklace is not there or if something has changed this one subtle change is all it takes for you to see so if you see the necklace in your waking world and you go into the dream world if you don't see it or if you do see it you'll wake up if you see your hands in the dream world or your feet or your face in a mirror or something you'll wake up even if you see your reflection you'll wake up so all of these things are opening you up to be able to become lucid and once you become lucid right? You have to remember that the dream world is based in consciousness. So the way you change things is to think about it. Now, a lot of things that I tell people to practice in the dream world, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, because um, I tell this to my students all the time, and they've been getting stronger and stronger. So there's a lot of things that you want to do in the dream world that give you power here in the physical world. So one, find something to eat. If you're in the dream world and you're at a dinner table, eat the food and see how much of it you can taste. If you can taste the food and eat it in the dream world, you're bringing powerful dream magic back into the physical world because it carries over. Your spirit doesn't see the difference between eating in the physical world or eating in the dream world. If you eat in the dream world, or even if you eat in meditation, like you do a meditation where you sit down and you imagine yourself eating something, right? Uh, you're bringing powers from the spirit world into your physical world. And these powers are very powerful because what they do is they give you more power to manifest. Um, they open and unlock gifts inside of you. They give you um, direction. They connect you to other spiritual beings that are aware of you that because you've eaten from their world. Um, it's very, very, very powerful and very necessary. Um, the other thing too is 
in the dream world, you always want to complete your dream. If you have an uncompleted dream, you're not, then you didn't let, you didn't get the full story. The full story, at the end of the story, there's a huge acknowledgement of completion. And when that completion happens, it really sets the tone for your powers here on the physical plane, right? So when I completed moving through that through those um, power lines and was able to fly without getting um, electrocuted at the end of it. I was met by angels and ancestors and beings, and they congratulated me on being able to remove my fears around affection and being touched and being held and so forth. And, um, and then when I woke up, I, I noticed in my life for the weeks that followed that that was no longer there. And it was a really powerful and beautiful thing. And the interesting thing was, I, you know, I went through that experience where I had two friends of mine who invited me over within that week and had, and basically put their arms around me and I started crying and they were holding me down until I completely fell apart. And I realized that they were like the final test for me to give in and I finally gave in. And so it showed that not only did I complete it in the spirit world, it, they set the spirits also set up a situation for me to complete it in the physical world. And so those things can happen. And sometimes they don't need to happen. Sometimes you don't need the physical experience. Just enough of the dream world is enough for you to complete. So this is very important. And the same thing is with healing. Uh, when you are connecting with people on the other side, let's say, for instance, you see other people and you're um, aware, uh, meaning lucid, right? You want to ask them who they are. So you, you do this. And sometimes I'll be walking through villages and I'll see a person. And I'll be like, who are you? They'll give me a name. Sometimes they won't talk to me. I'll be like, why aren't you talking to me? Your most important thing in the dream world is to do so much engagement. I sing out loud. I can hear my voice out loud in the dream world. Uh, these are things I cultivated, right? Um, the other thing I can do is I can turn on the light. I can, you know, I can use magic. I can take, I can uh, shape shift into another person and go into other people's dreams. I can also go into the the hallway of of doorways, which is like these very beautiful um, energy frequencies, where I can tap into other people's dreams and go see them, give them a hug, say hello, acknowledge them. Sometimes students who are going to eventually learn from me and things like that. I'll go visit them before they come in. Uh, you know, people will um, will get that an, an, an intuitive sense if they remember their dreams that I was there with them or I was talking to them and so forth. And sometimes I'll be in the dream world doing something, and my spirit will split. Now, let me explain what spirit split means. Spirit split means that your spirit isn't beholden to you. It's not a slave to you. It doesn't, it's not trapped with you or is your emotions or is your mind. We make it that way. The system that we live on the physical waking world, um, we have constructs that have created for our brain to be trapped, our emotions to be trapped and our spirit to be null and void. But the thing is, the more you become aware of your shamanic training, meaning teachings and understandings of the ancient wisdoms, you're going to understand that your spirit can travel to any dimension at any given time and connect with any being at any given time and bring back information at any given time. And you can see a lot of the people on earth who've done that, such as Einstein and um, Benjamin Franklin and Nikola Tesla. Tesla, and I mean, the list goes on, right? All the innovations that you see, all the technologies that you see, all the um, inventing that you see going on on planet Earth came from their spirit traveling to other places to get that information and then giving them it by downloading into them. And then they thought they had some bright idea, but they didn't realize the reason why they got that idea is because their spirit brought it to them. 
Now, the emotions can do the same. The emotions can travel to all types of things. Um, memories, uh, you know, um, can also spark uh, certain things in you as well. So, for instance, like if you felt some emotional pain from something and you didn't release it and cleanse it, that emotion can easily go back to that pain and draw that pain again in your life over and over again, or keep you feeling it while you're in, the, say, the most beautiful landscape where you should be enjoying that. You'll be thinking about something that was very painful and hurtful. That's because your emotions are there, right? So, you have an emotional spirit that can move, and then your mental spirit can also go to any form of thought. So, anything you can think of, that's where your mental spirit goes. So, your mental spirit is kind of like the librarian going into all of these different places in consciousness and figuring things out for you. The question you have to ask yourself, do you allow your spirit to be present in that? Which means that how far in consciousness are you able to go? Do you only go into human consciousness or do you access other forms of consciousness that exist beyond the human form? That's where your spirit gets involved because your mind has never witnessed or experienced other species or other beings or other things that go beyond the human awareness. And so your spirit is the one that helps you do that. And what a lot of times people think it's an imagination. But what we have to understand is that it's not an imagination. An imagination is the idea or the reference that you're making something up. Okay, well, first thing, just let me give you an understanding shamanically. There's no such thing as making anything up. If you can think it, that means you're tapping into its frequency. That means it exists in some dimension, in some other universe, some parallel dimension somewhere, but it exists. And so that's the difference between what you can and cannot do on the physical plane is how are you connected to your spirit? Your spirit can transverse between any dimensional gate at any given time if it has the permission to be free to do so. And that comes from both your mind letting go of its constructs of truth that it thinks it believes in, meaning like it accepts the world in the way that it is, but it also knows that there's other worlds and other dimensions that exist. And even the ones that it hasn't even perceived or know, it knows that there's things that it doesn't even know that exist, but exist. And so therefore now the spirit can go to those places because it's the mind is not trapping the spirit and saying, well, I can't accept this information. So if you go there and bring back the information, I'm not going to listen to you. So that's the difference between spirit and mind connection. Because a lot of times people don't understand what spirit mind connection means. And spirit mind connection means that your spirit goes somewhere your spirit comes back and says, hey, mine, oh my God, I found this other dimension. There are these beings there. They have like five legs and they're this and they're that. And the mind's just like, oh God, I really don't have time for this. I'm trying to figure out how to pay the bills. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Because you're not giving space to be mindful. You're not giving space for your mind to realize that it's not the only way it's going to survive is by it doing everything. Because the mind can't do everything without the emotions, and it can't do everything without the spirit, and it can't do everything without the physical body. Because the mind can just think and think and think. But if the physical body doesn't take action to when it gets guided by the emotions and the spirit, then it doesn't make any sense. So a mind-spirit connection is when your mind is open to the spirit to listen and be able to invite itself into new ideas of thoughts that it would never have and it would be willing to experience them and bring them to the emotions and then the mind brings it to the physical and all of a sudden you become this great inventor and you figure out a way to clean the water source and we have clean water around the world for the rest of our lives. Right? So these are how you see innovations coming in inventions. So the dream world and the spirit world are no different. And let me explain to you what that means. The mind sees the physical world because it is experiencing from the physical body. As I told you before, you are not in this body. You are around this body or to say around this body and so much more, right? You are reaching 
um, through all these different dimensions as this light source, this energy, and you are experiencing this body and this embodiment. And because this world is trapped under what we call um, a field of consciousness collectively created to so the idea that we are the only beings that exist so far, that's what we accept. And a lot of people collectively connect into that, even though some people say, oh, I believe in ETs and so forth. They don't really have real proof unless they're operating from the spiritual side, which allows them to be able to see and understand or witness and experience them um, with the waking eye um, because they've convinced their physical form, their emotional body and their mental body that it exists. And the mental, emotional, and physical are open to the ideas and suggestions of the spirit. So that creates that understanding. And when we get into the, the clarification of these things, your clarification is only as much as you're willing to remove the filters that were placed by the matrix to make you believe that this is the only world that exists. So commit to this one, react to this one, and buy into this one, and everything else is just make-believe and imagination. That's why I love Walt Disney so much, because Walt Disney was really there to help us to keep our imagination strong and use it, utilizing our imagination through uh, storytelling, uh, you know, uh, all of the different stories and that, you know, that dreams do come true and that, you know, if you wish upon a star, no matter where you are, you know, all of these things, right? So the whole understanding of you know, um, being able to dream, right? And the same thing if you listen to like Martin Luther King said, I had a dream. What is he saying? He's saying, I had a dream. That means in the spirit world, I saw possibility for this and I've communicated it to my mind and my mind is in alignment saying, yes, this could be possible. And so my emotions got real passionate about it and my physical self is like, let's make this happen. Now I got to get other people to believe in that dream. So I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to share with them and I'm going to open myself up to be able to open up those doorways of perception for other people through conversation, through um, speaking to large crowds, through having little small groups at churches and things of this nature. And that gave Martin Luther King the ability to share that dream. So when he shared that dream, other people believed in that dream. And so then their mental side was like, okay, I can accept that. And then the emotional side, okay, I can get passionate and, and, and get into that energetically, meaning I can feel that. And then the physical body is like, okay, let's stand together and make this happen, right? And so that's how movements are made. And that's even how war is created. And that's how people like Hitler got in and like that Stalin and like, you know, um, you know all of these different people like Mussolini and all these people, they had the same type of ability. They saw the possibility of what they wanted to, but from the dark side and then brought it through their mind. And their mind's like, yep, we can do that. Like, I believe in that. It's possible. And then the emotion's like, yep, I'm going to be passionate about that. And then the physical's like, yep, let's make that happen. And then let's share that with other people, but through the darkness, which is through manipulation, manipulating people's fears to listen to you. That's the difference with Martin Luther King, right, is that he's there to, to, to lift people, to shift people, right, to lift them up by giving them a dream of something greater than what they've experienced. And that was an, an, not using manipulation, but using empowerment and love as a way to, in, to create that. Whereas Hitler, for instance, used fear and manipulation, which is the art, works of the darkness, to invoke fear and manipulation into the Germans to get them to be comfortable with the, 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 the pain and the suffering that they were inflicting upon the Jews and the gays and all kinds of people at that time. So 
the, the thing is, the process is still the same, but the intention is what makes the difference between how it's being brought forth, right? So it's the same thing with everything, right? So you, every imagination that you have. So what I loved about Walt Disney is Walt Disney was basically getting you to realize that everything can come true. Everything is possible. However, you have to wish upon a star. And wishing upon a star you know, no matter where you are, meaning no matter where you are in the world, no matter who you are, no matter what kind of person, no matter what circumstance you've been under, wishing upon a star means wishing upon a star means believing in truth of God inside of you, right? Believing in the truth of your being, believing in the power of your being, believing in the source of your being. It doesn't even have to be the word God. It could be the source. It could be the light. It could be the emanation of radiance inside of you that has the ability to create, manifest, and unfold possibility into your waking world. So when you're in the dream world, right, being able to access information into your mental body from so that your spiritual body can communicate is so important or to access it into your emotional body is so important. And that's the reason why I always say to people, empty out, clean out. If you got to cry, cry. If you got to scream, scream. You know, if you got to, you know, process things, do, do the meditation because that's what meditation does. Meditation gives you the ability to clean out those parts of your, of your brain, right? Um, cleaning out your body, is a great way of cleaning out, opening up your mineral source so your body is functioning at a high level minerals so it can receive more information. Because what does Ormus do? What does minerals do? They create a stronger light source inside of your body. The stronger your light source in your body, the more informational energies that come from the subtle energy fields from the spirit world can access your informational gates inside of your body and then begin to telegraph that to your, your, your ears and to your eyes and to your, your ability to perceive, right? So your senses. So these are very important things. So when you're in the dream world, remembering um, how to get into a lucid state is about really getting into a space of creating something in this world, such as looking at your hands, your feet, your eyes, your face, or having some kind of brace that you wear. But look at things that you would usually see in the dream world. Um, the other thing is a lot of times people will go into the dream world and end up in the underworld. Now, if you have what is called an underworld assignment, that means that when you go to sleep at night, you will be able to, one, look through your eyelids. You'll be able to see into the world of shadow. That's a gift. That means that you have the gift of, you know, the ability to access the underworld. You will even go into a place where it can be really dark and you will not be able to turn on the lights. Like a lot of times I've had people come to me and I remember one time I was working with this pastor in uh, San Francisco and there was a group, there's a, a husband and wife and they said, you know, they wanted to give their life to Jesus Christ because the reason why they figured it out was because they said they had a dream one night and they couldn't turn on the lights and they felt like the devil was on them. Well, that's not necessarily what it means. However, I understood where they were coming from. The point of the matter is, is that if you go into nighttime in a dream world and you can't turn on the light, that's because you're in the underworld. And so the light is not necessarily able to turn on because it's the underworld. So it's letting you know you're in the shadow plane. So the person who needs to turn on the light is you. You've got to turn your own light on, right? And so how do you do that? With love. You turn your light on with love. Don't go into the dark realm, walking through the dark realm with fear. It's not a good thing. And as my friend Dave Asprey says, there are some dimensions that you don't want to go into because there are spirits in those dimensions that can literally take you from your body. And that's shamanically, it's true. There are dimensions that can take you from your body, but they are your, because of the, your guides and the angels that watch over you, uh, most chances it doesn't happen. I have seen some cases where that has happened, but most cases is that doesn't happen. 
And uh, so what we have to be mindful of is really learning navigation. So the best way to start navigating yourself is to just practice it during uh, when you have time, when you're not busy and you don't have a lot of, you don't have to pick up your phone. Like you can shut off your phone, shut off your computer. You don't have kids running around. You have time to be in yourself. And what you want to do is you want to practice navigating. You want to practice putting a chair in one side of the room and put a chair on the other side of the room. And then sit in the chair on the other side of the room, close your eyes, and then bring your spirit out of your body to go across the room and sit in the other chair and look at you and see how much of you can you see in your in your mind's eye. And this is a wonderful technique that I teach my students. And what it does is it helps them to learn how to be able to translocate themselves, which means that you'll have a strong ability to do become lucid and you have ability to access the different dimensions while being fully in the physical world and not fully sleeping, which means you'll have cognitive response, which is really important. That means you'll have full memory, full presence in everything. So Practice that exercise of being able to see yourself in the other chair. And then when you can see all of yourself in that chair, meaning like full spectrum, full color, you can see the chair, you can see the room, you can see everything. Then what you want to do is get up and you want to create something like a doorway or something that you can draw and open it and then walk through and see what you see. And, you know, so this is really important because these things are going to open up a lot of your powers and it's going to really shift you and lift you to higher places within your consciousness, both not just in your mental consciousness, because your mental consciousness, your spiritual consciousness, and your emotions also need to be a part of the journey. So see how you feel about things while you're in that world. Anytime you enter into a meditation, always see how you feel about it, like feel it, feel what's coming through. If there's a color, feel the color. Don't just look at the color, feel the color, feel the pink, feel the red, right? And if you if you see something, if you're in a world, feel what, what that world feels like instead of just looking at imagery coming through. Um, the more you feel, you open up more sensory to your kinesthetic and your ability to feel opens up more to your audio. And then your audio also continues to increase the energy for your visual. And so they all come together and it becomes this very powerful sp- uh, spiritual spectrum is what I call it. Right, it's a full spectrum, full spiritual spectrum. Full spiritual spectrum means what? It means that you can, if I go into a dimension, I can feel the air, I can hear sounds, I can hear if there's creatures there, I can hear when someone's talking to me, I can feel the, the what it feels like, and I have full colorful spectrum, meaning I can see it in its colorful form, or if it's not colorful form, if I'm in a realm where there is no color. So the thing is, it's really important to have that because that's really going to help you as well. Um, Another thing that you can do is practice um, making your mind get more in tuned um, very strong. So you can create like five shapes. You can create a triangle, a circle, a square, and a star and you can place them on the ground and mix them up right and then lay them out and then take a notepad and then choose one and see if you know what's underneath it is it a star is it a triangle is it a square is it a circle and this is helping build your psychic strength right so your psychic strength you're building it and you really should do this every single day because it gets it, you, you, it really starts to build to the point where you'll be able to do things that is people will be like what how is it possible can you can you can do that it's because you'll be able to sense things and know things and understand things way before those things are even brought to 
to to fruition and your psychic powers will be on point and your clairvoyant abilities will be on point so do this exercise every morning you get up throw those things down and if you if you don't get it right away the most important thing that i always tell people in shamanism is be gentle with yourself have fun with these things if you go to sleep at night and you don't have that dream it's okay just write it down i didn't dream last night or i don't have memory of the dream I need to calcify, decalcify more. I need to release more emotions. I need to clear more of my mind. So I should be meditating more, doing yoga, doing sound healing, breath work. All of these things are going to open up those gateways, right? Getting shamanic healing done, all of that, right? So, you know, the thing and anything that I teach you when it comes to understanding the dream world or understanding these things is about being able to be gentle with yourself in the process. And also, when you're in the dream world, I'm not here to tell you what things are. It is for you as a being to be able to have those dreams, have a dream log next to your bed. So when you get up first thing in the morning, you write down you know, certain key moments of your dream that you remember, and then sit with it at some point in the day or sit with it in that moment, have a little meditation with it, and basically ask your spirit, what does this relate to? And your spirit will tell you. Because if you're getting the dream, that means your spirit is ready to give you that information. And if you, if you do ask the spirit, or you can ask your shadow as well, because your shadow will always tell you the truth so that it can get you to the light. So that's really important as well, is recognizing that you, your shadow is the part of your being that is the light that holds on to all the junkery that you won't bring into love until you're ready to deal with it. So it knows every single choice, everything you're doing. It's not trying to win some award for the best like, best love sh shadow. The shadow is gets a misinterpretation on earth because everyone thinks your shadow is this dark side of you, like the dark side of the moon. But in fact, it really isn't. In fact, your shadow is the aspect of your being that is the light, that is the eminent divinity of light that holds all your junkery so that you can process it when you're ready to. And that's why it's the shadow, because it shadows you. So that means it holds on to things that you're not fully. And when you're fully ready to take responsibility for all of that, your shadow is no longer your shadow. Your shadow is just pure light and you transcend and ascend. So... We all have junkery, including I. And so it's important for us to constantly just be aware of limiting that junkery by, you know, really spending time with ourselves and having a relationship with ourselves and going into the dream world and asking for that some of that junkery to be sent there so that we can clear it and engage with it in a beautiful place, be it, you know, whatever needs to happen. Right. And so when we get into that space and we get into that understanding of how the spirit works and how the mind works and how the emotions work and how the physical works, you get a stronger, powerful, shamanic power inside of you, right? And one, you'll hear a lot of shamans talk about the necessary components of dreams. A lot of, a lot of tribal cultures, when there's a problem in the tribe, the chief comes to the shaman and says, there's problems in the tribe. The shaman says, okay, thank you, chief. I'm going to go and sleep now. And then this chief would go into the sleep world, which is the dream world, and then get the medicine and bring it back to the tribe, you know, and there are a lot of people who have done that as well. You know, we are at a time right now where we have to become greater dreamers and we have to dream beyond the fear, dream beyond the labels, dream beyond all of these things that we see happening on our planet, because all of those things are being brought in by people who dream um, from the darkness and use the intention of darkness in their dreams. And one of the things, you know, we have to recognize 
that we have to move into is being able to clear the energies so that we can dream and so that we can access new powers and so that we can move into those places where, you know, to to access the way that we live our lives and, and really to change those things, right? And so in order for that to happen, we have to uh, let go of this part of our mind that wants to just believe in the constructs of the physical world that the matrix is is showing. And we have to get into a space of allowing the conscious mind to go into a place where we can go beyond that and beyond that place so that we are able to uh, access other dimensions and other worlds and bring in new innovations and so forth. And we get to be the new inventors, the new innovators and so forth, right? And that really helps you to connect deeper into that space and deeper into who you are as a person and what you're able to bring to life and how you're able to bring that into life and in, in a beautiful way. Right. And so, you know, so, you know, really acknowledging that scary dreams aren't there to just be eliminated. They're there to be understood and to be engaged in. And that when you go to the underworld, it's an assignment. It means that spirit believes, your spirit believes that it can help the souls in the underworld, which is why we came to earth anyway, to evacuate our brothers and sisters out of the dark realm who can't let go of what they did and can't forgive themselves through acceptance. And so we've come to invite them into our consciousness so that we can go through their their stuff that they couldn't accept and then our job is to bring them to the light through our own consciousness instead of thinking that these negative thoughts are ours and realize to engage those negative thoughts with love right and so and you know we step into this this beautiful uh energy, this beautiful trifecta of energy, the three, which is the love, wisdom, and power. And we recognize that these three energy keys are what we've come to learn, love, wisdom, and power. And we access those things by being open in our being and being open in how we're associating with ourselves and how we're associating with the energies of ourselves in any situation um, and always reminding ourselves to be lucid so that we're not reactive and taking on the energies by being reactive. Because remember, every time you are reactive to any situation that the matrix throws at you, you then take in the energy of that into your being, into your spirit, into your emotions, into your body. Body. And that's not a, a really wonderful place to be because what it does is it opens you up to all types of parasites. And, you know, and this is not something where, you know, where you were, or I would think would be the best way for you to operate in allowing yourself, you know, to, to reach to higher states of, of, of consciousness and higher states of love and higher states of giving and higher states of, you know, just honoring life in general, right? And so when we get into a place you know, uh, to access those places of awareness. We want to have those places of awareness be filled with love, be filled with light so that we're operating at the highest that we can. So when they're not operating against ourselves and when we operate against ourselves, you know, we um, are operating against life and we're operating against creation because everything that creation wants for us is for us to be happy, to have love, to be joyful, to feel pleasure and so forth. So the more labels we break, the more rules we defy, the stronger we are at navigating the matrix. The more we give in, the more we react, the more we constantly complain about what's happening. We're giving the power to darkness because every complaint is not a solution. And so solution to, you know, it's like, 
you want to you want to have a solution to the pollution and when you when you complain your energy gets drained so remember that complain energy energy gets drained solution to the pollution right and so if you're going to talk about the waters you can say you know there's a lot of things happening with the waters but the waters are getting cleaner and people are becoming more awake and they're becoming more aware that means you're dreaming the waters to be healed. You're dreaming the people to awake and you're actually awakening them. You're assisting them as a spirit guide to awake them. When you say, my mother is awakening and getting stronger in who she is and it's been a wonderful thing to see how she has not been, you know, being so mean on herself and been so hard on herself and she's becoming easier on herself, all of a sudden your mom will start shifting because you're dreaming a dream for her and, and her spirit will pick up on that dream and start moving that dream into her mental process until her mental mind can accept it and then she'll become a part of that reality. So it's really important. We'll talk more about that um, in other shares on Ancient Wisdom today. The most important thing is really to recognize that we're all dreamers dreaming a world that is possible for all of us to live in harmony, where each person can be honored to observe God as they choose to love their cultures, to love who they are without fear that someone will be threatened by their differences and want to create war, separation, or divisiveness, and lack of love because of not understanding who and what that person is because of the fear that you have that they would cause threat to what you believe. We have to move beyond that. We have to move into a place of acceptance. And a place of acceptance starts with how we dream. And what type of world do you want to dream? I have a dream that one day human beings will fully recognize their power and overthrow this system and bring our brothers and sisters home. They'll overthrow the system by not buying into the system and buying what the system wants them to buy. They will overthrow the system by being truthful and authentic to who they are and creating relationships and communities that are based in love and acceptance and realize that we're all leaders leading the message of love forward for the sake of love and because we are created by love and made by love. So until then, I know that all of these things are happening and they're happening every single day. So thank you, beautiful, wonderful, amazing, powerful tribal members. And if you're not following me on Instagram, please do or leave a review on iTunes for what you think about Ancient Wisdom today. And one of the things I always say is ignite to invite. That means ignite to invite means please share this with the people that you feel you know, you want to help, you want to see their lives improve, right? Even if you think they would be open to it or not, invite to ignite. You don't know because I've seen a lot of friends of mine call me and say, I shared it with my dad. I had no idea how he's going to take it. He listened and now he's, his life is changing. So invite them into the tribe. You know, we have a lot of amazing um, shares, a lot of love that we're here to bring forth. And it's just a wonderful gathering of beautiful souls, of powerful leaders who are out there to make change in the world. I love you all so, so, so much. And if you get a chance, sign up on my newsletter if you haven't signed up already, because you're going to be getting amazing meditations, amazing downloads, amazing things that you can do with candles and all kinds of really cool stuff that's going to be starting has already started and will be continuing. So if you're not on that newsletter, you're not getting that good stuff and you're also not finding out the classes and what town I'm going to be or what country or city I'm going to be so that you can level up your abilities and really master yourself in the shamanic energies of really honoring yourself in that, that lifestyle choice. So I love you all so much. And until next time, bye. <laughs>